Welcome in to Rule One Podcast. Brian Spradlin alongside me is my partner. Nathan Smothers. We're so excited for another episode. Um, today, we have Trey Matthews. He is an assistant coach at uh, Valpo University just outside of Chicago. Um, he, uh, he played baseball with Brian and I. Um, he also coached us. Um, and uh, we're so excited to have him on. Um, welcome in, Trey. Woo! Oh, guys. How's it going, man? How's it been? Good, good. It's good to see y'all. Good to catch up with y'all. Um, I heard this uh, podcast from Trey. We just talked about it. So yeah. It's kind of cool when, kind of cool when you asked me if I wanted to be on it. I was like, heck yeah, dude, that's that's kind of sick. I, I like what I'm doing. Sweet man. Uh, yeah, Trey Woosley. He's talking about was our first guest. Um, he was fun. It was a learning experience. Our first episode, definitely. We'll both agree. Yeah, Brian and I were actually just talking about it, saying how um, we we loved the idea of the first episode, but it was a little rocky. It was our first one. Um, learned a lot from uh, kind of like the conversation, how it flows, and how to keep it on track. It was kind of more of a couple buddies catching up than kind of staying structured, and so now we got our outlines and everything. We're trying to roll through them a little bit better. Speaking of which, welcome into Rule po- uh, One Podcast, Trey Matthews. We like to ask our guest off the top of the episode our question. Yeah. Um, so basically every week we try to tie in um, the title of the podcast. And uh, so we want to ask everybody, um, starting from last episode, what's your number one rule you live by, Trey? Uh, yeah. So um, just growing up, I, I had a, you know, amazing family, mom, dad. Um, and so my dad and I would always talk and, um, we talk about anything and everything, right? And my dad would always tell me, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, right? So that's really what I've taken throughout my entire life is that uh, for me, for instance, as being a coach, I, I can't come in day, day one or day 100 saying, hey, do this, do that without showing them that I care. Um, showing them that, hey, I, I care for you as a person, uh, your family, um, everything about you, and then – I can hopefully try and teach you how to hit a baseball or, or throw a baseball or catch a baseball. That That's the easy stuff. But um, if I show you that I care and, and um, people see that I genuinely care about you, then uh, then they'll actually understand where I'm coming from um, and hopefully listen to me. But that, that's just what I live by is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I like that. And the profession that you've chosen is coaching. And I feel like that'll help you – that kind of perspective will help you in any route you do coaching on the field. You're going to care about how play or how well your team plays. Um, you're going to care about how your guys act to feel off the field. Cause you care about them as people as well. And that's going to resonate to you when you go, you know, recruit one day or you go, you know, try to do something to broaden your success as a coach. And that's awesome, man. I'm you're in the right profession. Yeah. Try. It's like, I kind of got from that, like, kind of living your life to like a hundred percent and giving a hundred percent every single time. And I know just from, like I said, we played with you. We, uh, we, you coached us. Um, and that was one thing about Trey. I mean, he was going to give a hundred percent every single time. Um, he had some injuries while he was playing and I mean, he went from catching to being our designated hitter and still was raking. Um, and so that's one thing about Trey. I mean, everything he did was 110% and gave full effort on everything. And I think that's why you had such a successful baseball story, Trey. Um, feel free to tell it. I know you started off at Plant City High School in Plant City, Florida. Go, day, go Raiders, baby. Go Raiders. 
Yeah, kind of just tell us yeah. how you got to where you are, are now. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, graduated in 2015. Um, growing up, I wanted to get away from home. So I wanted to go to California, New York. It didn't matter. Like, I wanted to go away from home. Well, um, in junior year, um, there was a kid that uh, was going up to I – w- I went to Southern Wesleyan. It's in Central South Carolina. So it's like five minutes from Clemson. He actually went on a visit, and uh, one of my lifelong coaches, my mentor, um, Sal Giardina, he he actually said, hey, why don't you go up there and catch the bullpen for him? Like, they'll see how you receive all that. Um, so I went up there my junior year, um, caught that bullpen, came back, finally finished my junior year, did all that. Um, and then senior year, around this uh, November, December, I got an offer from them. Played my senior year. Um, then the summer going into my freshman year, uh, uh, it was the first game uh, down in Fort Myers, tore my ACL. Um, was running home, play at the plate. I went one way, my knee went the other way. So um, that was devastating. Out for eight or so months. Especially um, for a catcher. Yeah, no, yeah, it, was, it, was, it sucked. Thankfully, the, the coach honored my scholarship. Went up there freshman year. Um, was rehabbing in the fall, came back probably, um, I had surgery in probably, uh, it was either June or July of 2015. And then um, in the fall, I rehabbed, did all that. Then I finally was able to play uh, in about March of 2016. Um, tore my ACL again, uh, played the plate, just got caught up, um, I guess. You know, like they put a cadaver in, so a cadaver is a dead person's, uh, like it's it's their ligament or, or something. I don't know, but my, my body didn't respond well to it. So then I was out uh, freshman or yeah, my freshman year played ten games. Out freshman year, came home, got surgery, um, went back, rehabbed everything. Fluke of an accident in the fall. Um, I was it was a fall inner squad. Um, foul ball and it hit me in like my hamstring. Well, I went to go stand up and my upper half went like this, or my upper half went like this and my lower half just turned and it just somehow freak of an accident tore it again. Man. So um, th- this was this was a major the major one. So I went down the road to the doctor and he actually did Deshaun Watson's um, ACL surgery. So. He was like, hey, you can, you know, you can play through this, uh, but you're going to have to, like, it's completely torn. Like, you're going to have to get it, or you can just go ahead and bite the bullet and get it now. So I was like, okay, let's do it. Um, got that, missed my sophomore year. Um, the, the worst thing was I was on crutches for six weeks, dude. That was terrible. Um, so did all that and uh, came back finally. Like, I was down to, like, 175, just didn't eat nothing. Didn't work out. Just down 175. Um, and I finally got with a trainer, um, put on some good muscle, came back my junior year and had a, had a really good junior year. Um, that was at then, Warner, so tra- correct? No, that was at, that was at Swoo still. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I, okay. Didn't play, I didn't play my freshman, um, year or sophomore year at Swoo. And then I finally played my junior year. And then, you know, just with everything going on and, and I just wanted to come home. So then I transferred uh, to Warner my uh, fourth year of school, which was like w- one of the most favorite 
like years of baseball. I mean, the guys, the the team, um, we were really good. Played that, um, but hurt my thumb, dude. I, I remember it. So I, I remember to, it. <laughs> <laughs> went to go. Never happened in my life. Never, right? So catching, I go to go throw it to third and like, boom, hit a helmet. And like break my thumb um, out for six weeks. So Fun fact. That Fun was fact. That. And then. I was in the dugout that game against playing yeah, against Trey. And this is before I transferred to Warner myself. And I was sitting there chirping Trey after he hit his hand on like my former teammate's helmet. I was like, man, you're soft. You're soft. <laughs> and Trey gave me this death stare from the plate. And I was like, I'll oh, bring it on. <laughs> and lo and behold. So I have that video. Yeah, I know. Lo and behold, <laughs> look at us now. <laughs> awesome um yeah it was it was all like i saw the scar but it was it was it was all nasty and just sounds um so then we finished that then i come back for my senior or for my fifth year at warner again um and enjoyed that uh but it was only we only played like close to 30 games and then COVID hit um and so that was like a huge bummer because there was no like closure, right? There was no senior night. There was no, hey, this is your last road trip. Hey, this is your last game. That was probably the worst where I, I remember exactly. Um, I wasn't playing that night. And, and uh, then Coach Sykes, he he was like, hey, uh, you know, they've been talking. There's certain, like, I think there was a case in Winter Haven or something. Um, he goes, but uh, we're going to put you in for DH tonight. And so I called my dad and he was mowing the grass. And I was like, dad, I don't know. This could be the last, last game. Um, he's like, okay, mom and I came. So, or him and uh, my mom, they stopped what they were doing. They drove to the game. And I just remember after the game, uh, like just crying in my mom's arms, like, wow, this, this could be it. So that was, I think Thursday night. And then Monday is when we got the, uh, like the cancel, like, Hey, we're, we're done. The, the conference is done and everything. Um, and so then that was, that's my playing career. So, um, that's, that's what I did. I I went to two schools, played five years, had a blast, uh, got to meet so many different people, so many different coaches, um, so many different philosophies. And it it was just, it was an unbelievable experience to play college baseball. Yeah. I know, uh, to hit back on the COVID thing that messed up so many people because, you know, obviously you graduated, you were finished, but in terms of freshmen coming into colleges, um, they honored, uh, at least with the NAIA, they honored um, another year to a lot of those players. Um, and so in terms of recruiting, like the coaches um, had basically an influx of players. And so they had to figure out scholarship money. They had to figure out if they were going to cut people, if they were going to, you know, not take on freshmen. And so these seniors in college or uh, in high school got to that point where there was a lot of kids that weren't able to go play college baseball that deserved to because of the fact that there were seniors staying in college and they didn't have room for them. Yeah, that that happened to, you know, Brock. Yeah, Brock we mentioned on. um, Happened to my brother as well uh, coming out of high school. He wasn't transferring. He was, you know, one of those seniors that was looking for a place to play. And – Fortunately, he still got his opportunity, but it was a little bit different circumstances of where he was going there to play for. But yeah, it affected so many like different people in so many different ways. That virus, like, it's insane. But Trey, man, your your career sounds, you know, looking at it as a whole, is adversity after adversity after you know, 
thing, you know, it just, I think of my career, I'm like, dang, I only had one bad concussion and, you know, another small concussion and a broken thumb my whole college career. And so I was so bummed about those three small things. And here Trey is three knee surgeries in and a broken thumb, like plus COVID. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention. I forgot to mention I, I tore my UCL too. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the son of a gun had to have Tommy John. Like the, the guy's got a he's a walking bandage. Yes, man. I'm for real. Like hey, never I was never hurt one time, never missed anything in high school. And then college, boom, 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 boom. Hurt, 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 hurt. It's insane. It's the way life goes. Yeah. And you have a great mindset uh towards it. And I'm glad that you, you know, you look at it that way. It shows your perspective towards life. And me and some others kind of have the same, you know, outlook for things that we do. We have the same kind of positive perspective and everything that happens towards us. And it's good to see people, you know, out there that have the same mindset. Yeah, Trey. Um, like I kind of want to talk about you mentioned um obviously all the obstacles you went through. Like, how does somebody handle that? Because I know with uh like what goes on an athlete's head, a lot of times, you know, you eat, sleep and breathe your sport. Um, so that being taken away from you so many, so many times and then your career ending the way it did. I mean, how do you handle that in your head? I mean, how do you move forward? How do you go into the workforce? Like, how does that work for you, man? Yeah, uh, it was definitely, there were some dark days. There was definitely some um, dark days where it was just like, like, am I really doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I, should I, should I quit? Like um, when I was, like I said, on crutches for six weeks, I, I was like, man, like, this is the third time. Like, do I really want to do this? Like, am I really giving my all for baseball when, you know, baseball doesn't owe me anything. I get that. But like when baseball hasn't really given me, you know, anything back, but then I, I just kept thinking like, dude, how awesome is it going to be when I come back? And I was kind of like, I was, I was very prideful and kind of like selfish. Like how awesome is it going to be when I come back from this, from the darkest of despair, from the biggest hole and do what I do. Like that's, that's so cool to me is like, the the everything that went that I went through honestly made me better like it I, I saw a quote the other day it said uh smooth sailing doesn't create a skilled sailor um so like I went through anything and everything and now whatever I have to go through is I've gone through worse so if I go through something oh that's fine because I've I've gone through worse like three years of my life where what I loved the most was baseball was taken away from me um consecutively because of injuries um now that's it's so small in comparison to other people but when you microscope it um to yourself and you're like okay yeah that that is something but it was almost cool to see okay how far low can i get um and then how high can i bounce up um after this is all said and done so that was like my driving force is like okay i want to see how high i can bounce um after after i go through all this uh turmoil and, and injuries and, and all that kind of stuff man that's that's awesome like that's the perfect mentality to be a coach for any sport like you you embody a dog like your dog you know um bouncing back from all these injuries and you know like you said you you're like bring it on you know i'm in the yeah. darkest it can get the light will come bring it on and i'm glad like that's awesome to face challenges that way i kind of have that same sense, but you know, every now and then I have that feeling in the back of my mind, like, dang, can I actually do it? But he over here is just like, bring it on, 
Yeah. I'm a dog. Roll with the punches. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. man, what's your uh, what's your baseball inspiration? Like, you know, like, yeah, you what? talk about your times. What what inspires you? What what brings you? What makes you get up every morning? Like, or, or for instance, a hero you have or a baseball player that really you kind of coincide with. Yeah, no doubt. Like, I've always said that, that that you have your why and you have your how. So my why is to is to be that coach that I want to be. Um, how I don't care how I have to do it. Um, whatever I have to do, it doesn't matter to get me to that why. Um, so like, I'll read you this quote that, that I really like, <clears throat> and this is like how, what I try and take to, um, coaching. Um, if you focus on the fruit and ignore the root of the tree, or if you ignore the root, the tree will die. But if you continue to care for the root and focus on the culture, process, people, and purpose, and you'll always have a, a great supply of fruit. Um, that, that just goes back to my first saying is people don't care how much you don't you know how much you care. Um, and that wise, like, I want to be a culture builder. Like, I want to breed culture. Um, winning is a byproduct of the culture, I believe. But, like, the culture of making those relationships with guys, like, coming in and doing this with y'all two. There's no way I would have been able to do that if it wasn't for baseball. Um like learning how to create a culture where there's accountability, there's responsibility, um, there's hard work, there's dedication, all of those like go in, like coincide in, in what I want to do and how I want to like create a culture in, in each and every day, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like, um, those things are what inspire you, like, you know, yeah. what make you get up. Like, is there, I think what Smothers was asking, is there like a specific person who, you know, Oh yeah. Lit the fire, you know, gave the dog yeah. its bite that this attitude you got. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, Sal Giardina, he, he's been, yeah. I've been playing with him since I was 10 years old. Like he, he has been anything and everything that I could think of. He's been the best person that I could think of in the baseball, uh, world, even a second father, right. Even a friend. Um, I've been playing with him since I was 10. Um, and then when I graduated high school, I started coaching with them. And then after that, that Warner, was your high school uh, coach, correct? Just to clear everything up for the listeners. No, I think it's just that travel was, ball. Yeah, it was just my travel ball coach. Yeah. It wasn't oh, okay. my uh, high school coach. It was it was my travel ball coach. Okay. And then that's who I went coach with right after I was done, or right after I got right after I graduated. Yeah. At session. And so, dude, if I need anything, if I'm having baseball problems, call him money problems call him girl problems call him like he's just he like i'm and, and he can put it in a way to me that makes so much sense but he 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 was the one that was like wow like you, you have your good coaches and you have your bad coaches yeah. right and um like your bad coaches you can still learn from them you can learn what not to do from them um he, he was an amazing coach and, and i learned everything to do like how he creates a culture how he interacts with his players and i'm like wow like i want to be him like i want to you know coach like he does and so he's been my like mentor if you will and i and i coach with him over the summers and um he's just been he's been awesome yeah so to answer your question it, it's it's sal Giardino. that's awesome dude i know you know sal uh, uh i know you? the name i yeah, don't i, I don't know him i know personally. him through the travel ball circuit i'll say um yeah, yeah, i've heard the, the ball, name ball yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, dang, I'm you right off rip too, man. Like that was quick. Yeah, he knew exactly who it was. If you asked me, and like if we asked ourselves that question, we'd be like, huh, 
I don't know. Let me get like five minutes to think about it. I get back with you on that. He was boom. Yeah, <laughs> it just it just shows how uh, how much your love for the game has developed yeah. too. Whenever you have, you know, for me personally, there was there was some coaches that I had that I mean, I absolutely loved the game. It didn't even matter if I was doing bad, if I was struggling, or if I was you know hitting bombs left and right. It was the coach that pushed me to become better and saw the drive in me. And then you'll have the coaches that you know, are a little bit lazy, like don't necessarily push you to your capability, and it almost makes you hate the game because you know there's more in you, and they're not pulling it out of you. No matter how hard you try, it's kind of like uh, that mentorship of a good coach will pull every little last ounce out of you and make you into that player you can be. There's There's like coaches out there that don't resonate with certain types of players. Yeah. And there's certain coaches out there that... You know, mesh well with certain types of players. Um, at my first school, I unfortunately, me and my head coach butted heads a lot. We didn't get along well. Um, there was nothing personal between the two of us, I don't think. Um, it's just the way we, I think we kind of looked at the game and just how we looked at things separately, and it just didn't work out. And then I had a coach kind of like Trey and travel ball that I absolutely loved. Like, he was kind of like that second father figure. He taught me the game. He let me see it a whole different way and helped me out a lot in my career. And I think that's cool how, you know, you have that same story, and I do too. And I'm sure a lot of athletes out there have that same story with the coach. Yeah, man. Um, So, you know, all this talk about, you know, like good coaches and this and that, Um, how do you see yourself progress? Like, do you see yourself just trying to be like Sal or – do you have kind of a different flavor? Um, and then talk a little bit about, you know, your coaching background. You know, you mentioned uh, coaching for Sefner and then moving towards Valpo now. Yeah, so um, one, of the, one of the main reasons why I like coaching too is other than the fact that I did it my whole life, so it's, it's really like the only thing I know. Like <laughs> I, I know baseball, right? Um, but – it's it's a game of failure so it's the perfect life game right so you can teach not only baseball but you can teach men life. like I, I told this um when i was considering um coming back uh from because I, I still have another year of eligibility um but i tore my acl how to get or a ucl how to get surgery and i told this to the coach at uh, warner coach Shite. Uh, I was like, baseball has a hundred percent retirement rate. Everyone is going to retire from baseball at some point, whether you're 45 years old and you have the you know blessing to play that long, whether you're done after your senior year, it's a hundred percent retirement rate. Um, so who are you after baseball? Like, what 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 type of man are you? What type of husband are you? What type of uh, wife? Sorry, what type of brother, um, son? Like, what type of employee are you? So um, that really, you can you can do that in baseball and so I don't know I just I just always wanted to coach um probably because of Sal but um after I was done playing went to Sefner coached there just because Sefner of what Sal means Chris Sefner, Sefner Christian. yeah academy a high school yeah, yeah right outside Tampa yeah yeah right okay yeah so just because of everything that he meant to me I, I wanted to go back and I wanted to coach um coach there and then I always just wanted to get into college coaching. That's just something I wanted to do. I, I thought I connected well um, with the guys. And so then there was an opening at Warner where I graduated. 
came there last year, uh, spent all, all year last year. And then um, as that was going on, you know, I just kept on saying like, okay, what's next? Like kept praying about it, you know, leading me down the right path, like where you want me to be. Um, and so uh, I, I wanted to continue to grow as a coach and as a person, right. Cause I have a strong passion in, in baseball. And so um, this, this opportunity was just there and, I, I don't think I could turn it down. And so last Thursday, we, the coach and I talked. Um, Friday, I gave my answer. To, uh, Tuesday morning, I left. And then um, the rest is history. But I want to continue <laughs> to grow. Like, <laughs> like continue, to, continue to coach as much as I can. Wherever, wherever baseball takes me, it takes me. Um, learn from as many piece, uh, people. So kind of like my philosophy, too, is – everything's a puzzle, right? Like me, myself, and I is, I'm a puzzle. So if I learn things from y'all that I like, okay, I'll, I'll take that and I'll put it in. If I learn things from someone else, okay, I'll take that and I'll put it in. There's things that I might not like and I'll say, okay, I don't like that part. I'll keep it over there. But if I like this part and I just create my own person, right? And so um, that's what I kind of want to do and, and see where baseball takes me. And eventually I, I want to be a head coach uh, somewhere. Um, whether that be high school, college, it doesn't matter, but I do eventually want to be, and that's my goal and aspiration is to be a head coach. Well, you can definitely tell that one of your, you know, puzzle pieces you just mentioned is passion and it's a big one. Like you packed shop and left for this gig. Like you just said, like you got the call and you were hundred percent in. Now you're in Chicago. Heck a month ago you were living in Florida and Lake Wales. Like yeah. you asked me to come hang out. That's crazy, but that's called passion. And that's going to lead you a long way. You know, me and Smothers have a passion for this. Um, and we enjoy doing what we're doing. Like, talking to you, learning your story. We like to do it with everybody. And it's so it's so nice to see people, like, who are passionate and willing to take risk, like you, like us, to go do something like that. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, I feel like everybody has that one drive or that one purpose for their life. And there's something that really gets them fired up. And, like, I just want to encourage people, like, if you ever feel like you're being held back from going to pursue your dreams, jump for it. Yes. Like, you, there's so many ways to, you know, pursue that dream, whether it's go learn from somebody. I had a lot of people tell me, um, you know, if you really want something, take a, you know, an unpaid internship. Just follow, you know, somebody that's in the field or, or just take an unpaid internship and learn from those people and show your passion, show your dedication for it. Because if there's a drive in you nine times out of 10, it works out for you. Trey, you're, uh, you're tying in a lot of the things that me and Smothers covered in like episode two. Um, I believe it's titled motivation and story time. Yeah. Um, we talk about what motivates us to do this and what motivates us to be passionate about the things that we're passionate about. And I'm glad to see that, like, that pays off. And we see it in other people, too. Now you're telling us how you're passionate about coaching and all the things that go into it, and I love it. Like, it just shows us that people can be passionate about different things in life. But once you devote yourself to change and you want to do it, you can. You, can you, don't, you don't have to be in handcuffs or whatever's tying you back. It just takes change and planning and devoting. Like, I'm going to do this. Like, that's what you have to do for it to happen. And that's what you've been doing. You know, you went to Warner and you've been planning, like, what's my next move? What my, what's my next move? And boom, a Division One school right outside Chicago, why not take it? And you're there. Like, that's awesome, dude. That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, 
like in a perfect world yeah I, I would love to you know still be in florida I'd love to do that but like our prayer and god's plan and it's his will like you, you never know what's gonna happen right like yes i, I last today saturday last saturday uh i was playing golf with my buddy not knowing like okay next saturday i'll do this and that like what i i had no idea you know like it just it's so crazy how in a uh, blur of a moment things can change just because hey his will his timing um all that kind of stuff dude that's awesome when i say his i'm god's will and god's yes god's yeah yeah, I uh, kind of to go along with what you're saying, um, I say like the number one rule I live by, um, it's kind of like my motivation. So I say like my biggest hero in, uh, is myself in 10 years. And so I'm always striving to, striving to be that person that I am in 10 years and look up to that, the dreams and the goals that I have. And once I get to those like 10 years later, my goal, my hero is still that person in 10 years. And so I, it's, it's kind of like that never ending cycle of I'm going to push myself to be the best person I possibly can and strive for the goals and work as hard as I can to become that best possible person in me and kind of be the, I mentioned like that coach pulling out of you. I'm trying to get that hero to pull out of me. So. Yeah. And I'm the same way with myself. Like when it comes to my goals and what I want to do, my thing is discipline. How disciplined can I make myself to do the things that I need to be done for, you know, this podcast, my job, my health, and my life? Like, it's all discipline. And, you know, I stray away from it every now and then, well, more times often than not, but I hold myself to a certain line, like where I draw things in the sand. I don't ever go past this line, and I'm... Okay with the person, yes, and I'm okay with the person that I am and the activities that I do from this lineup. Mm-hmm. It just makes me who I am today. It makes me the person I am today, and a big part of that is discipline, holding myself accountable, holding myself. You know, hey Smothers, we got to record a podcast today. Get a get. We got to find a guest. You know, like stuff like that, mm-hmm. and that's huge. And I know that's huge in coaching too. I'm sure discipline is big in that. And you could probably elaborate on that, but that's my personal like guidance. How disciplined can I hold myself to be successful? Yeah, Trey. Um, find we, a way. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. finding a way, no matter what. Find a way, whatever you do, find a way. If something's broke, find a way to fix it. If something's not right, find a way to make it right. Like find a way. You you can control your effort and your attitude. I feel like I'm getting a. Coach Matthews, like seventh inning speech right now. Yeah. I love it. I love the motivation that we're supplying people. Yeah, this is this uh, episode's really uh, aligning with our second episode yeah. because I said uh, there's a big in that episode. I said there's a big difference between discipline and motivation. Discipline is getting up and doing what you're supposed to do every single day and staying on the grind. Motivation is the feeling of wanting to go do it, but the most successful people in uh, in life are, they're not necessarily motivated, they're disciplined because there's going to be those days where you don't want to do whatever X. Okay. And so staying disciplined is, you know what? I don't want to get up and go to the gym or uh, I want to call out sick. Nope. I have goals in mind and I have determination. I'm going to go get that done and I'm going to stay disciplined. And Trey, I will give you props with this past year. I played for you. People didn't know. I was a catcher at Warner University and Trey Matthews was our catching coach. Um, my senior year, it was 2021, but the, he preached that he would preach discipline to me. 2022, bud. 2022. Sorry. 2022. I'm stuck in 2020 for some reason. Um, 
But in 2022, my senior year, you were there. Like, you made us disciplined. You made us accountable. You made us, you know, own up to our mistakes and kind of keep an even keel throughout every game, no matter the situation, no matter the moment. You were really good with that, and that helped me pull out the best player out of myself every game. And I know you're going to you know, preach that to your players and instill that in your players. I think it'll... I think it'll pay off big dividends for you, partner. Big dividends, especially in the coaching realm. I trust. You know, <laughs> you know. So you know, we've talked about all this motivation and everything, and the kind of the pitch that Trey has been giving us about kind of his coaching style and how he sees players. Well, Trey, I want to talk a little bit about. Um, I know you're very fresh on the job, but have you given any thought of you know recruiting slash nil deals? Y'all are D one. I don't know if y'all yeah. that applies to y'all. Um, but you've kind of given us pitch and how you see yourself as a coach. How about how do you see yourself going to those players and convincing them and be like, hey, come play for me, and I'm going to make you the best player you can be? Give me the Trey yeah, Matthews recruiting pitch right now. No, that, that's that, that's a good question. Uh, so I got here uh, Wednesday night at like 3 o'clock. Um, Thursday and Friday were just like individuals. So um, we're just – getting to meet the guys, seeing guys, um, getting to know, like, the routine. There's actually two recruits here yesterday, uh, but I was doing something, um, so I couldn't um, go along with them. Um, but, yeah, that's something that I, I look forward to doing. That's something I look forward to learning is, yeah, what recruiting looks like here. Um, now, NIL, I don't, I don't know anything, like, about that for here. I know, like, if I was at Florida, if I was a Florida quarterback, like Anthony Richardson, he's – Whatever he wants, he's got it. Like if he wants to get part, he's got it, right? You can like, like I, uh, you try to get some like ahead. smaller bat deals for guys or something at the yeah, school. Like, now, now, like, like yeah, at Warner, I don't know. Did. Yeah, I don't know if that's like part of NIL or if that's just part of the sponsorship going to the school and um like getting that because you're on the team. That that I don't know. That'll that'll be something because so um, in any sport or in any school, like baseball doesn't really, baseball kind of like loses money. Yeah. It's the football teams that bring in so much money. So they're going to be the ones making, you know, tremendous amounts of uh, NIL deals or whatever. Right. I don't know, um, to be honest, if there, if there even is a guy on an NIL deal or if they're looked for it or if they have it, that I don't know. Yeah, to um, our I'm listeners, the, obviously Trey's very fresh on the job yeah, too. Yeah, so we kind of just hit him with this one yeah. as well. But it's it's I'll be interested to see though. Yeah. And when I do, I'll I'll I'll, I'll know more. Like, yeah, because you know. the NAIA, I mean, um, which is what Warner is, um, it's not there are NIL deals, but it's very low strict. scale. Yeah, strict. it's strict and yeah. low scale compared to you see the D one stuff. So um, it would be very interesting to see. Um, maybe we can make a TikTok or something if you find out um, more sure. about the NI, NIL Have deals and figure it out. Part two episode one day. Yeah. Maybe maybe whenever you're a head coach of a yeah. big D1 school. Speaking of which, I want to ask you a question. Try, I know me and you used to, you know, bull crap in the dugout about this. Where is your, like, if you could pick up any any school, any position, any coaching spot, where is your dream, like, destination? Where would Coach Matthews most like to be? That's a tough question because probably like anywhere in anywhere in Florida. I, I would I just something about Florida. I love it. 
Um, so really, like, if this is gonna sound so cliche, but <laughs> like, if I'm a head, if I'm a head coach somewhere, like, doing, if I'm coaching for a living and making a difference, honestly, I don't care where I'm at. Like, uh, if I could wake up and say, like, hey, I'm a, I'm a coach today. Like, I don't have to go to work. Like, that's not. This isn't work for me. Like, yeah. this is because I love it. it. Is a passion. So, yeah, that cliche. Yeah, I mean, if it takes me, maybe not California. That's a little too too far. <laughs> but, it, like, I, I would love to be in Florida. Like, that would be my that would be my dream. Yeah, you're a big uh, you're a big Florida Gator fan too, right? Yes, sir. Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe we're one talking, day. Yeah, maybe one day you could take Sully's spot. That's what I'm saying. We might be talking to Sully's <laughs> replacement right here. You never know, man. You got to keep climbing the ladder. And that's with everything you do. Anybody out there listening, you got to keep climbing the ladder in whatever field that you're passionate about. You know, for us, ours is going to be climbing the the charts. We got to keep getting views, keep getting follows. And, you know, we've been adding. We have goals set, and we've been getting those goals. I know for you and that chair in that office, your goals are a lot different than ours. Yours is probably, you know, make a conference tournament, win a conference tournament, get to a regional um, yeah. you just got to devote yourself to them. Like we, we talked about. So what? I learned this, I learned this from Saban, um, on a, on a show that I, that I watched, he would, he would go up to his players and ask them, like, Hey, what are your goals? So let's say, Hey, uh, my goal is to, you know, have 10 sacks in a season. I, I don't know. Um, and then he would say, okay, well, what are you going to do to get those goals? Okay, well, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna work out. I'm going to give 100%. I practice every day. I'm gonna eat right, all that. Um, and so he would, he would go by and let's say they weren't eating right for that day. They were just eating a bunch of junk food. Hey, man, I thought your goal was to get 10 sacks. Like, what, what's going on? You said you were gonna eat right. And then he's not really the bad guy because he asked them what their goals are and what and how they were gonna get their goals. And so he's just, you know, holding them accountable by saying, Hey, I thought you said you wanted 10 sacks, and this is how you're gonna do it. That's a small scale, but like he would ask them what their goals are, um, and then how they would get their goals, and then they they weren't achieving um, or going through the right process. He would just be like, "Hey, man, I thought you said you wanted ten sacks, but I mean, if that's not it, that, that's okay. <laughs> you said ten sacks." So I think I think and that's why Nick Saban. I must say, I think yeah. for any coach out there to model after Nick Saban, it's going to be a good call. Like, yeah. the guy's got the most national championships at the highest collegiate yeah. level sport, so. Yeah. Um, so, Trey, we want to talk a little bit. Um, we're going to take a little break after this, but I did want to ask, um, what are what are kind of the perks? So in terms of being an assistant um, coach at Valpo, um, I don't know if you've kind of been run through that yet, um, you know, which you don't have to talk about this if you don't want to, but are there um, benefits with being a head coach or, excuse me, assistant coach? Um kind of merch any kind of merch you get um you know what are, what are kind of some of some of the cool things that come along with the job yeah yeah so um i'm actually in the facility right now i, I got my office uh that's pretty cool it, it actually looks out like i have a window right here um that way that goes out to the baseball field um it's pretty sweet like i, I walked in i was just like wow this is this is pretty sweet um turf field like uh the locker room the players locker room is in here they have an indoor facility um we have our locker room that's across the hall uh there's a weight room in here with like a kitchen um i was actually earlier uh, there's a player lounge earlier today i was 
playing NCAA football 14. Oh, uh, nice. The revamped, so. revamped. Oh man. Um, and then, yeah, I, I've gotten, I've gotten a couple, uh, shirts, um, and shorts and a hat, like this hat right here. Um, but, uh, more, I think more stuff's coming. I, I have no idea, but, um, uh, um, yeah, I'm excited for whatever. And then this is, this is a hat that I was given to. So awesome. Um, nice. What are the Valpo's yeah. like? What's Valpo's, uh, mascot? Uh, uh, I think it's beacons. Yeah, it's the beacons. The beacons. I'm going to need to get me, I'm going to need to get me some Valpo gear. Yeah. You. We yeah. got to rep it on the pod one. Facts. Time. We got to, got to hook us up coach. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I got to get my shit first. Yeah, I got to get my stuff first. Uh, that's funny. Well, Trey, I think we're going to take a quick break, um, and then we're going to slide into the uh, snap questions and uh, throw some stuff at you. Took a little short potty break. Um, but it's time for our favorite, you know, segment of the episode, our snap questions for all of our guests. Um it's kind of our segment, you know, where we kind of wrap things up uh, and get to know you a little bit outside of, you know, the topic that we talked about. Um, you ready? Sure am. All right, let's go. First question from me. If you could have three people at your dinner table, anybody dead or alive in the world, who would they be? Man, put me on the spot on this one. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's one. A, go ahead. It's go ahead. One is, is, and I'm actually reading his book right now. Uh, is going to be <laughs> Abraham. I love it. I love it. Sorry. Um, just, just because, like, it's team of rivals. Um, my roommate back at uh, Lake Wales, known him my whole life. Uh, like an older brother to me. Family calls my dad Uncle Tommy. He's just been he's been a great influence in my life. Um, I, I was reading a little bit growing up, but not, not that much. And then he really got me into reading uh, this summer. And uh, he gave me that book. And that book's great. It's called Team of Rivals. So when he became president, everyone that he ran against became his cabinet. So, like, that's just I, – I would love to to be with him. That, that, that'd be – in no particular order, but he would, he would definitely probably be there. You said Abraham Lincoln, correct? Um, yeah, Abraham Lincoln. Okay. Nice. Got the beard. Um, I come too. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I got, got the beard going. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, two, um, probably. Let's go with. Uh, and this is a tie between between the three. Can I do that or no? Yeah. Yeah. You can. So if I if I if Abraham's one, I can tie within three and then have another person. Sure, why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Okay, so a tie would be between Derek Jeter, Tom Brady, or Michael Jordan. Oh, all champions. Yes, that's that's exactly why, because they're winners, um, they're different breeds, um, and they just, I don't know, something about them just, I'm sure I could learn a lot from them. So there, there you go. They're tied right there. Okay. Um, the last one. Woo! The last one. Um, that's tough. Like, yeah. So, uh, just kind of to give you some time to think, um, 
Brian and I, we have yep. very similar ones. Um, mine's Robin Williams, Matthew McConaughey, and uh, Elon Musk. And it's kind of, you know, you have the deep theological um, ideas of all of them. They all very can get deep in how they perceive the world. Um, and then at the same time, they're all very funny. Um, like <laughs> I've seen, <laughs> you know, Matthew McConaughey, he's in a bunch of great movies. Um, Robin Williams, my all-time favorite actor, um, hilarious, hate the way he went out. Um, but, uh, and then Elon Musk, I mean, he, I hear he's just a character. I mean, yeah. he's just like some people like conspiracy theorists. They say like, he's an alien and stuff like that. <laughs> like he's a, apparently it's just, he's very interesting guy to talk to because he says some things that are just outlandish and you try to wrap your mind around his vast imagination of how he kind of goes about things. Mine were Joe Rogan, my college professor, Mr. Craig, um, and or Dr. Craig, sorry, and Elon Musk. The conversation there would all be it would be about learning. I like I said, I would take down so many notes just from the thoughts and brains behind that convo. But uh, you got your third person ready? Yeah, yeah. So I'll go. I'll go. Abraham Lincoln, and then let's just go. I'll just go Michael Jordan for since we need three. So Abraham Lincoln, Michael Jordan, um, and then Donald Trump. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Very successful yeah. businessman. Businessman, yeah, great business mind. I know. I know a lot of people that um, I've. We've asked this question to uh, some of our friends um, just to kind of get their response and kind of learn from you know. How to respond yeah, to this. Yeah, so we, we want to have this question in every um, segment because it kind of shows, like, your background and, and how you perceive the world. Um, and one of our friends answered Donald Trump. and she, we, were, we were curious. Yeah, and she said she was, like, not even because of the political um, agenda that he has, but solely on the business mindset of the man, too. Um, she was a marketing major. Yeah. Yeah, so. and so I mean, he he took that small loan of a million dollars and yeah. turned it into something big. Um, one of his famous quotes, but mm-hmm. he, uh, yeah, that's that's a good that's, one. Yeah, uh, I see, I see why. Um, yeah, you got your snap question. Yeah, so uh, Trey, um, you're a single guy, correct? Yep. Yes. Yeah. So um, you know, you're 25, <laughs> right? 25. Yeah. I'm, 25. I'm 26 uh, uh, in February. So, you know, you're in, you're in your twenties, you know, um, obviously I'm, I'm sure you want a wife eventually. Um, what do you look for in a woman? Like if you go on a date, um, kind of like the red flags that you're like, I'm definitely not pursuing that. Um, or the green flags being, you know, great personality, whatever. What do you look for in a woman and what are some of the things that trigger you off of certain ones? Yeah. So we'll start with, uh, like the the pros um just like easy to talk to um you know being a best friend it's not like forced you know like um because at the end of the day you're gonna spend the rest of your life with this with this girl so i would want her to be my best friend um and it just become natural like it's easy like hey let's go do this and that like not not saying like she's like one of the bros but like that she's She's just cool with doing whatever. Like, we can do this. We can do that. Like, it doesn't matter. She's just nice and easy. Relaxed. Very laid back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, late, like, now, I'm laid back sometimes, but other times, like, I'm, you know, I'm all over the place. It just depends on the day. Um, but <laughs> Same, same. 
in the sense that that's probably all of us. But um, let's see. Uh, oh man, I was gonna say something else too. Uh, oh, like no games. Like don't don't play games. Like <laughs> if it's like, you know, like no games. Don't play games. <laughs> like don't don't play don't play games. Like just, just like be honest, be straight up. Like if you want this, say it. If you don't want this, don't say it. Like. I, I don't want to like sit here and read your mind like ooh like uh and then like two months later you say well you know I said it said it like this like you were supposed to know Man, I don't know I, <laughs> I, I don't know I'm a guy I'll be the first one to tell you I don't know anything about women like I, I've made my fair share of mistakes but I don't know like they do this and I'm like oh okay that means that. No, that sure probably doesn't. Like, <laughs> I so. feel like I feel like we're clipping uh, like a Tinder profile video for Trey. <laughs> yeah. Got to get the, uh, single girls no. in the Chicago area. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this might have to be a clip on a TikTok. Um, yeah, but no. Okay, so don't play games and that, be that, relaxed. That makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we get sense. it. We get it. Straightforward. Be straight. Yeah. T- tell us what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what are, what are some of those red flags? Like you yeah. see in a woman, you're like definitely Ooh. no, not not another day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that one to myself. No, I mean uh, you can you can yeah, say like yeah, you know but, if they've got bad feet, it's you're out for me, like or something like mine's that. Bad teeth, bad teeth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say like dramatic. Like don't be dramatic. Like if you're really like. A drama queen, like that's gotta go. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Like these are all like I mean, you 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 named it perfectly. What did you say? Spot on questions. Like when you put it on the spot, like, <laughs> things come to you like that, or 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 they don't, and it takes it, it takes a while to. See, well, that's that's what we kind of. That's why we like it. It's conversation spark. Yeah, Yeah. and so it it kind of gets your raw reaction of what you know. It gets kind of the true response, not kind of like the oh, this is scripted. He had time to think about it. It kind of you know thought pops into your head, and boom, that's what I want. Um, another would probably be like life, life, um, views and like political views and like stuff like that. Like that's just. There's some things like we were like you were talking about you write it in the sand and those are non-negotiables. Like I can't get on board with certain things. Um, so if there's just a uh, wide uh, like when, when like if we were to get married or something and we had a decision like hey this is what's gonna happen with our kids. No, this is what's gonna happen with our kids. Okay, that's obviously you know a no-go. So it'd be like life uh life choices and political choices um and stuff like that that would probably be yeah kind of like your worldview yeah like, you gotta find your match yeah and it's o- and yeah. that's the thing and it's it's okay for other people to have different worldviews but this is just your preference yeah. um and yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and for me like i know I'm, I'm the same way i look for someone that obviously thinks along the same lines as me and i don't i don't shame anybody else for thinking a different way but to have a life partner and to be able to raise kids. I mean, for instance, if I do, I don't know. Um, for instance, like political views, if you're married to somebody that doesn't agree with your political views, how do you raise a child and kind of gear them to be like, this is what we believe. This is our standard. If both parents are kind of, um, you know, 
disagree on that. Um, and I don't know. It's yeah. just you gotta you gotta find your match. Like you gotta find your yeah. your vibe. You gotta find your match. Your vibe. Your your person who's willing to make your dreams come true, and the person you're willing to put their dreams out of yours too. Like, um, it's hard to find that. I totally get that, but I think I found it. Knock on wood. Um, we shall see. Trey and I are still looking yeah. for ours. <laughs> um, but you know that's that's what it takes. You gotta have. You gotta find that right match, or you're not gonna be able to do anything together. So yeah, I agree. All right, we got I'm two more. We got two more questions for you. And then we're going to let you get back to your busy coaching schedule. All right. It's a Saturday. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Oh, I know you just moved, but what is your hobbies outside of baseball? Because I know you used to do stuff around here all the time. Yeah. So um, about a year ago, I picked up golf. Like, throughout playing. um, Same with almost every retired other baseball player. (laughs) That's just like. So, uh, I, I never played golf. My buddy was like, dude, you gotta play. You gotta play. Can't. He, he's the man. He, I was, I was his best man, his wedding. He, he's, he's like a brother to me. Um, he's like, dude, you gotta play. You gotta play. You gotta play. I'm like, no, no, no. It's boring. It's stupid. It's boring. It's stupid. And then he got his own set of clubs. And he's like, dude, I have clubs for you. Like here, just take them. Like, let's go play. So October 17th of last year, we went and played. I was awful. I mean, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I like uh, that's who I was playing with last week. And uh, I, I'll give you a cool story here. So we're playing in a tournament, and he, he's been hyping this this one guy up all week, saying, you know, he's a scratch golfer. Like, he's good. Like, you don't have to worry about it. And I was like, dude, I, I'm not that good. Like, don't get your hopes up. Like, I don't want to come here and make you look like a fool because you brought me and I suck. He's like, no, no, you're good, you're good. Like, there'll be a guy there that's that's not as good as you either. Like, you're good. So, um, first shot, boom, I hit it way to the left into the water. I'm like, oh, all right, that's a, that's a good start. So then the next start, <laughs> or the next ball, the next ball, we're 137 out. So Camp, my buddy, he goes first, and he he puts it a little bit close, and then I go, boom, and I hit it, and I was like, man, that, that was pretty good. And the guy's like, dude, that went in. And I was like, no, 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 I didn't. He's like, that went in. <laughs> like, no way. So, so then he so then he hits it and he's a little far, he's a little past the pin, and the other guy hits it and goes to the right. So we're driving up and there's two balls on the green. And I'm like, dude, where's mine? Mine mine might have been, you know, over over the green or something. The other guy like gets out of the cart, runs, looks in the pin, right in, bro. I was nice. shot of my life. Like we had an eagle on the best shot of my life. And then and then uh I actually have it in my office here. It was on the back nine. Uh same thing. I got closest to the pin. There was like 145 uh people playing. Um and it was like 130 out and I put it like right next to the pin. Um and so like yeah, it's it's definitely golf. Like I love I love the golf. That's awesome. I know you used to go with like Matt and uh Coach Mo, like people around here. Um, I know Matt agreed that he's going to come on the pod sometime. He's our old athletic trainer. Um, that'd be a good yeah, one. But um, yeah, I helped him move. He's at UNCG. Yeah, UNC in South yeah. Carolina. Um, but no, that's awesome golf. I've tried to get into it. I was bad. Um, <laughs> Brian's I, very yeah, bad. Yeah, I'm very bad. 
But I don't I don't get me wrong. If somebody invites me to go out on the golf course, I'm gonna go pick up an eighteen pack and I'm gonna go yeah. golf with the little boys. boys with the boys. Like, yeah, like we have a good time. It's gonna be a good Saturday. Yeah. Definitely. It's on a golf cart, like uh I was watching the Florida Missouri game on the golf cart, just like hanging out with the boys. Yeah, it's it's a blast. And then on top of that, I think uh, baseball players love it so much because, you know, obviously we're so used to hitting a baseball, but you can swing yeah. as hard as you can. It goes 10 times farther. <laughs> and then on top of that, it gets it might not go straight. It might not go straight. Yeah. Go, You're going to have a cool. – Yeah, you, it looks hey, cool. Grip it and rip it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have a bad slice if you're just coming into the game. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it kind of also gives you that uh, that competitive drive like that you had growing up. And so you still kind of be able – to compete as well as, you know, learn how to swing a whole different way. Yeah. But Trey, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was saying because, yeah, after like after I was done playing baseball, you don't compete in anything. Like, what's there to compete against? So, golf, you can compete against yourself and have that um, drive again. So, it's right. pretty cool. Um, well, Trey, we want to do uh, – this will be our last final question, but um, we're both big music people. We kind of want to know, like – What's your favorite music genre slash um, who's your favorite artist? Um, what are, you know, you're cruising down the road, um, you know, driving up to yeah. Chicago or whatever. What are you throwing on the radio? Yeah, so I go back and forth between a couple. Uh, love country music. I'll listen to that anything, anytime, anywhere. 1900s uh, or 1990 country music, 2000s, now country music. Just love country music. Um, and then I like eighties, uh, like rock. Like I, I love eighties. Nice. Rock. Um, Hair band. So I, I can, I can jam to that, like, uh, throw that on, um, working out and I'll just, I'll jam to that. Uh, I'd say my favorite artist is Eric Church. Um, Ooh. I just like, yeah. Yeah. I like his music and the two of his concerts, uh, like him. Um, but yeah, he's, he's my favorite artist. Yeah. That's a good one. I listen to a lot of his songs. Yeah, uh, he's uh, he's got a bunch of really yeah. good stuff. Like he's kind of got the um, he's kind of got the southern rock twang to him a little bit, but at the same time, he's also got his very relaxed, chill vibes as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But um, then, then you know, you got your Morgan Wallens, you got your Luke Combs. Like love them, but yeah, I'd say my favorite <clears throat> is Eric Church. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Trey, uh, we've had a blast. We're so happy you were uh, able to come on and kind of dive into um the life of trey matthews yeah the purpose and your whole drive throughout your coaching career and uh what you're looking forward to man we really appreciate you coming on and uh spending some time with us yeah bro absolutely thank you so much like you are great yeah dude like you're a great interview um we can obviously tell that you are driven and you were meant to be a coach you have found your purpose and you found that with god and you found that with yourself and i'm so glad that on your journey that you're you know, chasing your dreams. It's refreshing to see people out there, you know, going after what they really want. And it just gives me hope for a lot of different people, a lot of different friends. And like I said, friends of ours. Um, we can't wait to see where you end up five, ten years from now. I'm hoping it's in an SCC stadium up in Gainesville. Um, <laughs> we would love some box seats for the boys here at Rule One Podcast. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. All right, Trey, thank you so much. Uh, Good luck. Thank you all. This was awesome. Good luck this this upcoming season, and you guys go win a championship of some sorts. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, man. We'll see you later. Thank you, guys. Good one. Yeah, man. We uh, 
I, I love talking to Trey. We uh we had a blast. Um yeah, you can you can just tell by the way he talks and how how driven he is and um and just excited for the future that uh that he's has before him. Yeah, man, I feel like he's gonna be, you know, one of those guys six, seven, eight years from now, we look at it and be like, Oh man, that's Coach Matthews. Yeah, you know, that's Coach Matthews. He's he's at, you know, whatever big school he's gonna end up at. He's obviously got the drive to get there. And I firmly believe in him. Like I said, I believe in all my people and all their things. Yeah, you also can tell, like, just by having conversations with him, you're like, he has the makeup for a head coach. A fire. Yeah. you He's could, a fire. Like, just by talking to him, if he said he got a, you know, head coaching job at Valpo, I would have 100% believed him. Um, he's, you can just tell just by the way he talks and how he goes about his day and how he's, I mean, me knowing him personally, but on top of the fact, just here in his motivation you can tell he's got that want and the goals that he's going to reach after yeah for sure well partner another great week another great guest here on the rule one podcast um if you guys are out there and you have a cool story and a cool background and you want to come on and let us know reach out follow us on social media yeah it's a uh, rule the number one podcast uh we're on instagram Facebook, Snapchat, uh, YouTube, Twitter, um, basically every single social media platform. So, you know, send us a direct message um, and we can try to figure out something. And you'll see that every time we follow somebody on our Rule One podcast pages, it's from people that have been on the show. So if you want to follow back, reach out. Come come on the show with us. Come have fun. Yeah, if you want to go check out Trey's um, Instagram page, we'll be following him um, as long with Anna Bear and Brock Hutchinson and Trey Woosley. They're all on there as well. Yeah. All right, partner. All right, guys. We'll uh, we'll see you next week.